Welcome back for another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is Tom from Interview Ballet, and you're going to be very interested to hear what Tom's got to share. If you guys know me, you know what a big fan I am of blogging and content marketing, and what we're going to talk about here converts 25 times as well as blogging, and that's not just some statistic. It works so well that I actually switched my content marketing strategy after 10 years from blogging to doing this. So stay tuned and find out what it is that can work that well for you too. Before we get into that, let me introduce Tom. And Tom, thank you so much for coming on today. Michelle, thank you for having me here. I'm excited to have a conversation about this. You know, you are someone who definitely knows how to build an online business. You've done it several times beyond just interview ballet. And now you're helping others with a very specific system and strategy we're going to talk about in a minute. But one of the things you say that I love is that marketing at its heart is just starting a conversation with someone who could be an ideal client. I love that approach. And really, I, I look at it more as the tools change, but the strategy strategy doesn't change. I think the best advisor, business advisor I ever had was my grandfather. And while if he was alive, he wouldn't understand any of the tools, he'd understand all of the strategies. Yeah. And sometimes I think mm -hmm. myself, uh, business in large, get so focused on the strategy yeah. of how am I going to use this new little thing? And we forget, how are we going to use that to start that conversation? Because people buy from who they know, like, and trust. And, you know, if you can start that conversation, um, that's the only way that you're going to really not only attract them, engage them, uh, but convert them and then convert them into a lifetime customer. That's so true. It's so easy to get distracted by all this shiny new things popping up. But the fact of the matter really is if you understand how to have that conversation, it doesn't matter whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or a podcast or a blog, you know how to have the conversation and you know how to get clients. Okay, so let's, let's kind of jump in here. What you do is you help people who are thought leaders, coaches, authors, speakers, consultants, emerging brands, get featured on leading podcasts that their ideal prospects are listening to, and your system helps people turn listeners into customers. And, you know, as we were kind of chatting before we got started here, I shared something with you that I'll share. Um, <laughs> about a year ago, I accidentally got myself booked on some podcasts. There were friends of mine that were getting started that wanted to do interviews, and I got clients from it. And I went, oh, this works. I should do this more, right? That's how we, we figure out what works in marketing and what doesn't. And then I, I, I started trying to reach out to people who hosted podcasts, putting together all the pieces needed, figuring out, okay, now that I'm on it, what do I say to turn people into clients? It was so overwhelming that I decided instead to start my own podcast because it was easier than getting booked on podcasts. And that was one of the things that you know caught my attention when I met you was, oh, you do the hard pieces of this. Well, I appreciate uh, you doing the podcast. And I always say anybody that says doing a podcast is easy has never done it or never done it well. It's just the yeah. great ones make it look easy. Uh, you know, it's like playing football. Everybody wants to play professional football and get paid millions of dollars for a couple hours on Sunday. They don't see all the work that goes into it. Yeah. And I've been on over 1,200 podcast interviews. And people say, well, why don't you start your own podcast? And I'm like, because it's hard work. 
And I've seen more return on investment. Like you said, if you want to get more return on investment, you can either put less in or get more out or do both. And the way I look at it is uh, sometimes I show up and I, I feel guilty for it. You know, I'll come in, we'll talk here for a little bit, and then you'll do all the rest of the work. But you think about it, the guest a lot of times gets the majority of the benefit and does the minority of the work. Well, and the, the cool thing is the reason a podcast worked for me was because I had built up an audience over years, we won't say how many years, of being in business online. So I had a list, I had a following to promote to for a lot of my clients, the reason I love this strategy of being interviewed on podcasts is because you don't need a following. You can be literally brand new first day in business and go use this to get clients. The way I explain it, if anybody understands blogging, mm-hmm. how do you start out with a blog? You can post your own blog on your site and it gets read by three people. One of them happens to be your mom, right? And one or, of them is probably your cat. Oh, right. <laughs> but the cat, cat subscribed too, so you got to give them credit for that. So you can either post it on your blog and build that up, or you can guest blog, you know, get it on the big blogs that are established, get that no like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And really, that's what we started to test about five years ago. Now, could you use guest blogging for podcasts? Podcasts were starting to take off. And so we've got a couple, actually friends, um, uh, to help them and got Mm -hmm. them on some podcasts. And Michelle, I was blown away at the, the conversion rates. We were seeing conversion rates of visitor to lead mm-hmm. of 25%, 50%. And most of the time in a blog, you're looking 1% to 2%. Oh, yeah. If you hit 5%, you're doing amazing on your blog yes. conversions. And so early on, I'm like, no, this can't be it. It's really, it's got to be uh, the, either the personality or the niche. And we kept testing it mm-hmm. and we kept proving it. We kept refining it. And there are some podcasts where lead or excuse me, visitor to lead ratio is north of 90%. So really it's not magic. It's a system. It's something that we've refined uh, over the years. It's something I taught for a while. Mm-hmm. And most people, I, I wrote a book on it that, that says how to do it. And most people said, uh, that's a lot of work. You know, I want to be the guest. You take care of all the rest. And so that's yeah. really where Interview Valet um, uh, grew out of. And, you know, that's so cool because some of the best business ideas and businesses out there, I think, come from exactly that of you test something for yourself or for a friend, you see it works and other people start asking you, can you do this for me? How do I do this? Because you know there's a need there. Yeah. In the Navy, we used to call that be smart enough to know right answer when told. That's a great way to put it. Know the right answer when told. Well, and you mentioned your book. For those who are curious, Tom's book is called Podcast Guest Profits, Grow Your Business with a Targeted Interview Strategy. You can find that on Amazon, and I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to that book for everybody. And, and Michelle, I, I want to make sure it's not, I, I'm not selling that here. I Honestly, I give away more copies of that book okay. than I sell. So if anybody wants a free digital version oh. of the um, of the uh, uh, of the book, uh, I'll, I'll make a special page just for your listeners. Okay. So if they go to interviewvalet.com okay. forward slash, we'll make it damn, right? Everybody that knows works. how to spell that. We'll make it short. <laughs> so interviewvalet.com forward slash damn, and uh, you can get a free copy of the book okay. right there. All right. Well, thank you. I didn't expect that, but that's fantastic. So guys, make sure you go grab a copy of that book because it will break down the strategy for you of how you can take this and get featured on podcasts as a guest, like Tom's a podcast on uh, guest on my podcast today, and use that to attract leads who really are a great fit 
as clients in your business. And, you know, I know your stats say it converts 25 times better than blogs. I honestly think it might even be higher in my own experience with it because it is starting that conversation. Um, when people see you on a podcast and they get to kind of see, you know, you as a person and your personality and your knowledge base, it's totally different than being exposed to you cold. Yeah. And if you think about it, at first I'm like, there's no way it can convert that way. And then after you start really thinking of what a podcast interview is, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah. It's not cold traffic. It's a warm introduction. So yes. right now, nobody on this podcast knows who Tom Schwab is, knows who Interview Valet is. But everybody loves Michelle, right? So they're your friend. So it's like a friend introducing you to somebody, vouching for them, and then you get to talk with them or listen in on them for 30 or 45 minutes. And now it's not that, you know, 50% of the listeners come and become leads. Yeah. No, it's the ones that uh, that come to the show because there's really three groups of people right now. There's those people that are listening and saying, you know, Tom is full of it. He's an idiot. That's okay. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person, but they're not good customers. There are other ones that go, huh, that was interesting, and they go on with their lives. Then there's that third group of the people that go, wow, that's interesting. I think he can help me. I think Interview Valet can help me. Those are the ones that come. And so right. that traffic that comes to your website, that's hot traffic. I mean, that's yeah. a personal introduction from somebody they respect. Yeah, you know, that's kind of how I figured out that blogging actually worked, that content marketing was viable was I, I accidentally started a blog. I was just looking for a way to publish my content way back in 2008 where I didn't have to answer the same questions over and over again in email. And I got people contacting me from it. For me, it was just let me send people links when I have the same question. But people found it in Google, reached out to me, and they're like, oh, I want to hire you to do this. I'm like, I don't know you. How did you find me? Why do you want to hire me? I was like really suspicious. It was strange. And I realized, you know, when they see that expertise from you, they come to you pre-sold. So it's not just that more people opt in. It's that more people actually want to work with you when they're introduced to you in that way. And taking it up with the introduction from somebody just makes it work even better. You say you don't know them, but it's always a weird sales conversation because they know you. Yeah. And we've, we've heard this from customers, from clients, um, coaches, and I've even um, experienced it, where you get on a discovery call with mm -hmm. somebody and they've already listened to a bunch of your podcasts. They know your life story. They know where you live. Um, they know that they want to be a customer. And it's not really a sales call as much as it is a fit call. Are they a good fit for us? Can we help them? And it's, um, it really speeds up the buying cycle yeah. because they've already had that sales conversation before they even talk to you. Yeah, it really shifts the question from are you somebody who can help me to when can we start? How do I work with you? it changes the conversation entirely. So for those of us who are a little bit less assertive or pushy with sales, it's a great strategy because you don't have to talk yourself up in the same way that you might otherwise in a sales conversation. That's one of my favorite things about it is it makes that so much easier. And there's a, a great tweet out there by Rand Fishkin, uh, who is the founder of SEO Moz, now Moz. And he said, the best way to sell today is not to sell anything, but to earn the awareness, respect, and trust of those you may serve. And I think that's really what podcasts and podcast interviews is all about. Um, it's an awful medium 
for sales. It's a, you know, nobody wants to listen to an infomercial, but right. if you want to, if you want to gain the awareness, respect, and uh, trust of those people you might serve, mm-hmm. there is no better medium. You know, and it's, it's interesting because podcast conversations do often go into so many personal aspects in addition to the business side of things that I think it enables people to really get to know us in a different way. Very much so. And people buy from those they know, like, and trust. And we've even seen this for brands that are like a software as a service company. Mm. You know, and you don't know who the people are behind it. But then once you hear the owner and why they did it, uh, something about it, I think it makes it a lot more sticky and a lot more lifetime value because you understand there's a person, there, there's people behind that company. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, you know, software as a service company from right. some third world uh, that you know, you feel like you know the owner. Yeah, that, that's so true. When we know the story and the people behind something, we're more likely to become not just a one-time client, but a repeat client and really an advocate for the business. We want to tell other people about them. When we get on board with that, I like this person, I like their story, I like what they're doing in the world. And that's really, you know, going back to business fundamentals, that's what business building a business is. You know, that customers telling other customers the lifetime value of a customer. You know, it's never been easier now to, to do a transaction online. If you want to sell something, just be a penny cheaper than the next person on Amazon. But to build a business, that lifetime value with a customer, they got to know, like, and trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's a different approach to business when you take that perspective of, I want to build something long-term. I want to build something sustainable. I want a relationship with my clients. Well, and let's, let's talk about what podcast interview marketing is for those who might be listening and go, okay, this sounds interesting. I like the conversion rate. What exactly is it? Um, so somebody brand new has no idea other than clearly they know what a podcast is. If they're listening to this, what is podcast interview marketing? It's using podcast interviews to attract, engage, and delight customers. Now, let me break it down a little bit because a lot of people will say, can you get me on a podcast? Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, if you want better answers, you probably need to ask better questions. Don't you mean, can you help, my grow, help me grow my business being on podcast interviews? Yes, we can do that. Because I look at a podcast interview as like fuel. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way a blog is a fuel, in the same way a video is a fuel. If you just take it and throw it up there, you might get, um, you know, uh, I don't know, it may go viral on you. But if you don't have a strategy and an yeah. engine to put that into, it'll be like fuel. You'll get some heat. You'll get some light. Right. It'll feel good to your ego. And then you'll go, well, that didn't do any work. Right. So we really look at it as a system and a process. And there's six steps to it. The first one is prospecting, you know, finding the right shows. Um, and it's not always the most popular shows, but mm-hmm. the ones that have your ideal listeners. And then remember, right. every time you're on a podcast interview, it throws you a backlink. Mm-hmm. So that's important. How much are they uh, promoting it? Then we look at the pitching, you know, the, the proper way to get a host to say yes. Mm-hmm. The preparing for the interview, because you want to make sure that you wouldn't just walk on a stage with, you know, a thousand, five thousand people and just go, eh, I'll wing it. I'll figure out who they are when I get up there. You know, right. <laughs> you've got to respect the medium, yeah. uh, the performance. That's the one thing you can't outsource. Uh, but you know, uh, there are best practices. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, a little look behind the curtain here. One of the things we've tested and found out was really important is the progression. 
How do you get to people to move from being a passive listener to an active visitor to an engaged lead? And you already heard sort of how I did it. So don't just send them to your homepage because that's going to change over time. Send them to a dedicated page. uh, Mm -hmm. And the first thing they're going to see on that page is the host's image and the picture of the podcast. They're, you know, trust seals, tacit endorsements. Mm -hmm. uh, That is incredibly um, smart. Yeah. Well, and and give them something there to look at. So when I said, if you want a free copy of the book, uh, just go to interviewvalet.com forward slash dam. You already know what you're going to see there. There's going to be a picture of Michelle, the podcast artwork, um, uh, some, some boilerplate text, mm-hmm. and then some offers there. And one of the other things that we found is digital marketing will always tell you, give them one way to say yes. Mm-hmm. And I would totally agree with that. But podcast interviews are different. Meet people where they are. This is a conversation. Uh, it's almost like selling from the stage. Don't mm-hmm. say, fill out my form or else. So, you know, right. give them an easy way to say yes. So uh, on that page two, I'll put a checklist. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same checklist that I use for all my interviews. There's a, a checklist of the six steps to get on your first podcast interview. But the other thing that we found out is that the big fish don't go through funnels and mm-hmm. whales don't click. That's a, a great idea that comes from a book called um, Clicksand by Bill Troy. It's how that. digital marketing's uh, ruining your business. And what he taught us was that if somebody hears you on a podcast interview and they want to engage with you, don't slow them down in a three-month nurturing funnel. Let them speak to the wizard and, and sign up. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those things on, those, on the page we also put in there. So it's really all of those things are podcast interview marketing. And a lot of people say, well, can I just, I just want to do this part. Do I really have to make the welcome pages? Do I really have to do this? And all I can say is go for it. This is what we have tested. You know, I've made a cake before and left out some ingredients. I didn't like the way it turned out. Yes. You know, that's the thing. The answer to that question is actually go for it, but only if you want it to work, do you need to do these other things? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you're right. And, and it's one of the things that I talk about with clients a lot, this idea of if I'm ready to work with you one-on-one, I want to engage with you, especially at a high level with your services. Please don't make me opt in for something free. Then buy your $7 thing, then buy your $27 thing, then maybe take your four ninety seven course. And then you might invite me to possibly be considered as a, if I want to give you $5,000 to work with you, please let me go straight to a conversation. Um, I think that's that's a great reminder for people that, especially when you're using them in like podcasting, because you can have a longer conversation that someone else is listening in. They don't always need to go through all of those steps to get to where they have a conversation with you about the problem you solve. They may already know, hey, that's my problem. I'm looking for the solution. Based on what you shared, you sound like the solution. Can we talk? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a piece that I actually see very few people do when I interview people on my podcast. It's actually the people coming from your service that one reason it got my attention. They're totally prepared with pieces like that, that you guys listening know if you have to set up a web page every time you go on a podcast, at least for me, it's probably not going to get done um, because it's time consuming. So having someone that can bring these pieces to you and show you, hey, here's what we've tested that works is really, really valuable. And even the preparing for the interview, mm-hmm. uh, uh, total transparency here. I used to listen to two or three episodes mm-hmm. of every podcast before I went on it. That's not scalable. 
it's not. Uh, so while well, we've met before uh, at New Media Summit, that was great, and I've listened to the podcast. Before every podcast interview, I'm a client um, of our company, so I get the same service, is that you know I get um, emailed and a dashboard that has brief sheets for all of our podcasts that we go on. So 10 minutes before this, uh, Michelle, I was looking through and it said, you know, um, here's a bio on the host. Here's some things on the audience. Here's questions they could ask. Here's Mm -hmm. inside, you know, jokes that they have because you don't want to show up on a podcast, you know, and, and say, hello, Cleveland. And, uh, you're in Cincinnati or, you know, just not, not catch something like, you know, if they ask you the same question that they ask every podcast guest and you're like, huh, I've never thought of that before. Well, you just told them, right. huh, I have never, never listened to this listened. podcast before. You know, I've had people you know, have a conversation with me about coming on the podcast, and they'll send me this list of canned questions, and I'd be like, that's great. Have you ever listened to the podcast? Because I just get on and have a conversation with people. I don't do canned questions. Now, I'll throw in some that somebody's given me if they're on topic with something, but that's not the style. I know there's other podcasts that they ask every single guest the same four questions. That is the show. And so really knowing what you're in for is important because you don't want, like you said, to show up and go, oh, I didn't think about that when it's a question they ask everyone. Yes. That, that's not making a good impression on the host or the audience. I think it's more the audience because they yeah. just instantly, well, they, they are not one of us and you lose credibility and respect. Right. And you should because, you know, you would not walk into a, a stage that had a hundred people, a thousand people, 10,000 people and not know who you were talking to. Right. Yeah. You want to be prepared for the audience and for whoever's hosting you on there so that you have an idea of what's coming your way, especially if it's a video podcast, because you know, the expressions come through. (laughs) I've, I've watched those moments before where somebody got thrown a question they didn't expect that if they had known it was coming, they could have given an amazing answer that really would have led people to their website to find out more about them. But you have to be prepared for that. Absolutely. So let's talk for a minute about what it is your company does exactly. I know I'm on one side of it. You've got kind of two sides to what you do. So for somebody who is an entrepreneur, a business owner, a coach, consultant, and they're looking to get out there and get more exposure, but without driving themselves crazy with the amount of time invested, you guys have a valet service that you find just the right podcast for them to be on. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And we look at it as our clients are Sinatra, right? They're the talent. They're the performers. Only they can do what they do. They're the best spokesman for their company, their brand, the coaching service. And their biggest problem is, is that they're, they're obscure, right? They could help lots and lots of people if they only knew about them. So instead of trying to break through the noise, how can we get them in on the conversation that their ideal customers are already um, listening to? Mm -hmm. So with this, we're their roadies, we're the support. Um, We use their time and invest their time so that we get them on the right podcasts that convert into real business. Mm -hmm. So we do all those steps. We've got a a team of 14, uh, all U.S.-based, uh, mm-hmm. but geographically diverse. Not everybody wants to live in Kalamazoo, Michigan with me. Uh, but we do all the steps we talked about, the pod, or the uh, prospecting, the mm-hmm. pitching, the preparation, the performance. That's the one thing you can't outsource. 
but we help with the best practices on that. And then we'll do the things like the consulting to come up with your, your three yeses, that small yes, the medium yes, and the heck yes. We'll make those welcome pages and even help you with the promotion on that. So, um, you know, uh, the best copywriting comes from customers. And I'll never forget the time a customer said, I love working with you because I get to be Sinatra. I get to be the guest. You take care of the rest. And I'm like, oh, I got to write that down. <laughs> That's a great way to phrase it. And sometimes that is really what we need. We need to be free to focus on what only we can do in our business because I think that's a lesson a lot of us, especially when we're entrepreneurs, have to keep learning for some reason because we want to understand it. We want to do it ourselves, but we spend so much time and frustration and energy on the wrong pieces that we could outsource to somebody who's an expert and get far better results and be far less stressed with what we're doing. Yeah, and I think there's like a continuum, right? Yeah. So it's like um, people say, well, why would you write the book and give away all your secrets? And I'm like, first of all, it's not a, it's not a secret. This is not a magic spell. It's a mm-hmm. process. It's proven. Yeah. So I look at it like a chef, right? The best chefs out there, they'll, they'll write the book. They'll go on, the, on television and, and provide a video that says, this is how you cook the dinner. And, you know, certain people will, will try to do that and make it. And God love them. And then there's other people that like me that like, okay, I could spend all Sunday trying to make that. It wouldn't turn out right. And I'd probably end up spending more time and money and not liking the results. So I tell you what, you just, thank you for giving me the recipe. Thank you for giving me the video. Uh, but I'm going to go to your restaurant. And so that's really where we are for those people that realize yeah, I could do that. I'm smart enough to do that, uh, but that's not the best use of my time. Right. Yeah, and, and that is something that if we look at how much time some of these things take between a learning curve and the actual implementation and how much time we have in a day, the opportunity cost is crazy. To me, it's a question of would I rather be doing research and pitching or would I rather be being me, showing up, sharing my expertise, and then talking to ideal clients? I would much rather just show up, have the conversation, connect with clients from it, and work with clients, get to do more of what I love to do, uh, rather than trying to learn an entire process and focusing on that every day. Right. Do what you do best and then uh, find people to delegate or come alongside you for all the others. Yeah. You know, it is uh, success is a team sport, I think is what they say. (laughs) We forget that sometimes when we're entrepreneurs, it's easy to think, well, I don't have the corporate structure around me anymore. I don't have a secretary or a boss or an assistant or, or a PR department. Well, you can still find that the people who can do those pieces for you, even if it's your own business, you can still just handle the being you and the star part. I love the quote about Sinatra. That is great copy from a client. <laughs> all right. Well, so, go ahead. We all have our zone of genius, right? <laughs> and that's what you need to find is somebody that has that zone of genius. People will come to us and say, um, even clients that we have now, hey, could you help me launch a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, we probably could. We could figure it out. But that may be our mm-hmm. zone of competency. Right. You don't want me working in there. Could you help me? You know, you made my welcome pages for me. Could you help me redesign my website? Probably could. That's probably our zone of competency, but we don't work in our zone of competency. Mm-hmm. We just focus on, you know, podcast interview marketing, our zone of genius, and then mm-hmm. um, introduce them to other people that could help them. You know, and that's such an important takeaway for everybody listening to this. Whatever it is you do in your business, give yourself permission 
to focus on that zone of genius because not only will you be happier, you will be more energized, you will be more excited to get up and out of bed in the morning, but your clients will get great results because you're focused on what you do best. Uh, and it makes such a difference for everything in your business when you can stay focused in that genius zone. There's a lot of things like that, but I think all of us know, well, yeah, I could do it. The question isn't, can you do it? We know you can probably figure it out. It's, should you be doing it? <laughs> so one of the things that, that you have as, as a, a talking point here that I thought was interesting was you call podcast interview marketing the next gold rush. Can you explain that one a little bit? Oh, I do. And everybody wishes, man, I wish I was around at the beginning of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or I wish I was around at the beginning of email marketing. Remember when you, you get oh, yeah. an email and it was like, you've got mail. You would run to it yeah. and open it. You know, Super banner, excited. Banner ads, when they first started, had like some ungodly, you know, 90% click-through rate. Yep. Uh, but, but even you go back further and say, you know, billboards. People used to go for drives so they could see the new billboard. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it goes you know, from being the new thing, being the gold rush to uh, people just block it out. Mm-hmm. And I think podcasts are sort of that next gold rush, right? Mm-hmm. Still only 30% of the U.S. population listens to podcasts. So there's huge potential there. And if you look at the research from like Edison Research, mm-hmm. the average podcast listener is um, higher educated and higher income. So typically, they're your better clients. They're also the ones that are looking for answers. Uh, we had one of our clients, and he said, I used to be able to spot a good prospect when I would walk into their office. You know, he was doing, you know, uh, physical sales. He says, these were the people that had books on their desk. And he's like, these are the people that are looking for answers, wanting to better themselves. Mm-hmm. And he said, podcasts are the same way. You know, some people still want to listen to 80s rock. That's fine. More power to them. I, you know, I love a good 80s rock, but I listen to podcasts. And he said those are the people that he thinks are his best customers, mm-hmm. those people that are you know, early adopters uh, that want to better themselves, that are looking for answers. So I really look at this, and some people will say, well, you know, there's whatever it is, you know, 100,000 podcasts. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's saturated. I'm like, not even. You know, there's millions probably tens of millions of blogs and still people get it from blogs or, you know, um, television right now. If, if I called our local station and said, um, Hey, I'd love to talk about podcast interview marketing to your audience. Um, you know, and I guarantee you, I would get a call back from the sales department at the television station and the radio station. And they would say something like, uh, yeah, Mr. Schwab, we would love to have you on talking about interview valet and podcast interview marketing. And if you buy this much advertising, we'll get you on at 5 a.m. And if you buy this much, we'll have you on at 5 p.m. You know, television and radio is still a pay for play. Whereas podcasting is still where it's focused on content, where people want the best content out there. Uh, so from that standpoint, I see everything as, you know, podcast, podcasting and especially podcast interview marketing. This is the new gold rush. You know, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about some of it quite that way, but a lot of traditional media is very much pay to play. And for somebody brand new in business, or even if you've been around a little while, if you don't know something's going to convert, it's kind of scary. 
to step into some of those kinds of deals. And something like this is incredibly different when it comes to how it gets out there. You can really target your audience. And it's not just if I happen to be watching TV at 5am and see your ad, it's 24 seven available on iTunes, on Stitcher, all these different places um, that you could go. And at any point, check out that interview or, or uh, connect with somebody. So it's got a lot of advantages over the traditional media in addition to the pay to play versus uh, free opportunities. And it's, it's even goes beyond time. That's where it's sort of the scary part is. So we're recording this in 2018. I guarantee you it's 2020 and somebody is listening to this for the first time. Uh, we've seen, uh, our oldest client or our uh, most tenured client is out over four years and they still get traffic from interviews they did four years ago mm. because it's evergreen there. So, you know, I, I could pay a huge price to be on. I don't know, the back page of the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. for an ad. And I'd be seen by tens of millions of people. But a week later, I'd be in the compost pile and no one would ever see that. Whereas this interview is going to live on forever. And you never know where that's going to go from there. Uh, that's one of the reasons that we talk about those welcome pages. Mm. Because, you know, somebody's listening to this in 2020. I guarantee you my web or my homepage is going to change over time. Right. And I wouldn't want to send them there and then have them have a bad experience. That traffic is just going to bounce. So right. this gives them, you know, a, a dedicated page to go to. Mm-hmm. And you can also, from a marketing standpoint, attribute all the traffic. Yeah. And that's really important because especially if you're looking to use this long-term as a, a main driver in your business, because it really can be one of your main marketing strategies. Uh, you want to know what's working and what's not working. And if you're not tracking it, you have no idea other than the occasional person who will tell you, yeah, I heard you here or I saw you here. It works so much better if you've got those metrics in place that you can look at and go, this was a good fit. This one, not as great. This one was a great fit. And you can really over time dial it in even more and get even higher conversion rates. And really focus in. And like you said, that is the key. And I think that's the key in any business and any marketing right now is how can you niche down Mm -hmm. and it's not always the biggest podcast right there's more fish in the ocean but if you can find a barrel of fish go there every time uh you know we worked with one client and um he he was on some big podcasts and then we put him on some smaller focused one and one of the focuses was dentists Mm-hmm. And the other one was e-commerce. And we came back to him after about six months and um, said, did you realize that you really convert really well with dentists and e-commerce? And he goes, you know what? I have gotten a lot of clients from them lately. For the next six months, you know, we were finding every e-commerce and dental podcast for him to go on. And mm-hmm. um, it just, uh, it was like fish in a barrel. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just great to, to, focus down and figure out what works and what doesn't work. You know, that's, it's so interesting because some of the podcasts I've been on that if we were looking at financial return from some of the ones with literally possibly no audience and maybe a dozen people that listened converted higher financially from me than anything else, because all you really need is one person to say yes to a higher ticket sale. 
for it to be more than worth the time. And sometimes it's the host or sometimes it's the host assistant or somebody else who you've had contact with during the conversation. So it really isn't a matter of let me get out there on the biggest podcast that exists. That's great. But look for the ones that really do have your audience because you will see, like you said, sometimes it's the smaller niche markets that you get a much better return from uh, your exposure there. And we even have some clients, Michelle, that are doing this just for SEO value. So they've got a new website. And what's the best way to, to build up your organic traffic? Good backlinks. Now, every time you're on a podcast interview, you get a backlink from it. Now, I, I, I am appreciative of the backlink that you'll send me. But if I was on Kalamazoo Valley Community College's podcast, and I don't know if they have one. I should probably check into that. <laughs> and they sent me a backlink. That would be like a .edu backlink. Yes. You think about that. That is gold. Yes. I don't care if there's three freshmen listening to the podcast. From an SEO perspective, that is so um, so powerful. There's other podcasts that have .gov mm-hmm. uh, links on it. You know, how to sell to the government. Um, that is, that's like uh, SEO nirvana to get a backlink from a .gov. So that's an easy way to do it. Just go on their podcast. That is a brilliant strategy because most people don't understand how SEO and some of those things work. And if they do, they have no idea how to get those kind of links, which are far more valuable from, you know, .com or .net links. So that's, that's an important tip for people listening. If you've been trying to figure out how do you actually get found in search engines, Look into that a little bit and you'll find what Tom is talking about here really works to boost your authority with the search engines because they do value .edu, .gov links higher than they do some of these other links. And, you know, it's interesting because once you're on a podcast, you really can keep leveraging that forever. You can share the interview with your own community, with your own clients to help them get to know you better. You can put it out there on your media pages, on your I've been featured here. There's so many ways to use that to really build up your reputation. And if you pick podcasts that you're going to be proud to say, hey, I was on this podcast, it really does give you a lot more than just that initial interview and their audience too. So there's so many different ways to leverage what you're doing when you are strategic about it and you have that consistent plan in place. Yeah, it's. I always say now it's a wonderful time. There's There's a lot of problems in the world. But there's no better time to be alive and especially running a business. So for me, I'm an engineer at heart. Writing a blog for me is homework, but talking is fun. So now I can, I can talk. We'll transcribe this interview. Uh, I'll have somebody on my team clean it up mm-hmm. and there's probably three or four great blogs in here. We even had a customer that, um, his staff was asking him to respond to all these frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. And he finally threw up his hand and says, I've answered these on podcasts. So what they did was they took the transcripts, put those in there, but then they took the audio too. And with the the host permission, they took little snippets out of there. And so now you've got the CEO that's answering the questions on audio. Uh, They were even starting to put some uh, B-roll footage like uh, from – uh, like Anim- Animoto can do uh-huh. this for you, where you put some B-roll footage and pictures and his voice behind it. And cool. he was just, he was just having a discussion. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that it, it always surprises me, but it blows my clients' minds when we talk about how you can take something like this and use it for all of your content marketing. So 
you're featured on a, a podcast, go get the embed from the podcast, put it in a blog post on your site, get it transcribed, go promote it, use it for content, and you've got plenty to share. So for people who don't want to write, being a guest on podcast or hosting a podcast is a fantastic alternative that really gets you creating that content without having to sit at the keyboard and type it all out. And you figure most of us talk, what, at 150 words per minute? Uh, so just figure out how long this blog post would be. You want to talk about some major content that the search engines will say uh, is substantial? Just put a transcript of a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. There, there are so many cool ways to leverage being a guest or hosting your own podcast. I know that's part of what you guys do also is for those of us who are podcast hosts, and I know I have listeners who host their own podcasts, reach out and have a conversation with Tom about how he can help send you guests that may be a great fit for your audience. Because I, I got to say, the guests that you guys send are the most well-prepared, the most interesting conversations. And some of the people that I've gotten the best feedback from my audience about of everybody I've interviewed over the last year. Thank you so much. And uh, just to be clear, um, so we work for the client. The client, mm -hmm. uh, the guest is our client. They're the ones that pays us, that pay us. So everything we do for the host mm -hmm. um, is free. So with that, we couldn't do what we do without great hosts out there. Uh, but uh, we don't, you know, work both sides of the equation here. Um, and uh, so with that, you know, if you've got a podcast and are looking for great guests, also reach out there to the, uh, I'll put that on, on the page too. Okay. Uh, yeah, you reminded me. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have mentioned that part you guys don't charge for. It's a service that you're you're helping hook your clients up with great podcasts that are a good fit. And I know you and I and, and one of your valets have had conversations about who is it that listens to my podcast. And I'm able to say, these are the type of guests that my audience loves. And it's fantastic because it's a great fit all around um, when you send guests over that my audience is going to fall in love with and learn from. And that's the thing is that our average right now uh, of pitches to hosts, 60% of the pitches that we make, the host says yes to. And that includes new relationships because we our, our, our goal is to not introduce you to somebody that wouldn't be great for your podcast. So, so your porter, if you say no to a guest, we like that. But help us understand why, because we just want to introduce the best people to make it easy for the host and the guest on that. Uh, we're sort of the, the matchmaker from that side, and we want both sides to be incredibly happy. You get enough emails in your inbox. We want to make sure that you look forward to ours. Yeah. You know, and if you're somebody who's thinking about using podcast marketing as a way to get yourself out there, really think about that part of it. Um, because you do have to pitch the right people. You have to do it in the right way. And if you're looking for an easier approach where you know you're only going to be pitched to the right podcast, reach out to Tom and have a conversation because they really do have this down to a science of how do you reach out to the right people to get you booked and get you in front of your ideal clients. You guys are doing an amazing job. And I appreciate you having a conversation with this, uh, with me about this today. Well, Michelle, I appreciate you and uh, uh, your listeners. And uh, if we can be of any service to them, uh, please just reach out to me. One of my favorite quotes is, what's ordinary to you is amazing to me. Nice. I love that. And for those of you who are watching or listening, wherever you're at, there will be a link right below the video, right next to the audio, where you can click over and find out more about Interview Ballet and what Tom has created there. Um, Tom, one question I wanted to ask before I let you go. 
what is your absolute favorite part of what you do with clients? Connecting people. To me, the richness of your life is the richness of your relationships. And, you know, your bank account is just a small portion of that. I try to explain to my mom what I do. She has no idea. I even gave her a copy of my book and she read it and she says, honey, that's nice, but I still don't understand what you do or what a podcast is. And I said, mom, I introduce people that should know each other. Mm. And she said, that's nice. And really that's our mission at Interview Valet is to personally introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of customers they could serve for the benefit of all. And that's what I do. What I love most is I get get to introduce amazing people to each other. I can see why that would be a favorite part of what you do, knowing the domino effect that you're having of taking business owners who are amazing at what they do, but who are frustrated because they're not reaching enough clients and connecting them with the exact people who are looking for the solution they offer and knowing that you're a small part of solving all these problems for so many people. Uh, that's That's got to be exciting. It is. Uh, I feel blessed to, uh, to do this. Um, I have fun being on podcast interviews, and I know our guests do too. And they, they like the results just as much as I do. Awesome. Well, and that is uh, one of the key indicators to look for in business is, is what you're doing right now getting you the result you want? If it's not, change something up. If it is, do it even more. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you again for coming on today, Tom. I'll put that link below for everybody so they can click through, connect with you, find out more about what you do and how you may be able to help them break out of that obscurity and get in front of their ideal clients. Thank you, Michelle. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in for another episode. Please like, rate, review us wherever you are listening, and I will see you on the next episode of The Art of Giving a Damn.